Yinka Martin is an award-winning entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Hairweavon, an e-commerce business with its headquarters in Ireland. Hairweavon is a marketplace for all products relating to wigs and hair pieces. Yinka's business, which ships to over 42 countries across the world, supports a community of women and some men across the world experiencing hair loss due to cancer diagnosis, alopecia and other hair loss conditions. Yinka's goal, together with her growing team, is to support the hair loss community in whatever she does, and she sees the ability to serve this community of women as a daily privilege. So Yinka Martin, thank you so much for for coming on the Life Lab and for giving us your time today. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here to join you. I hope that I can share some of my experiences. It's really a pleasure. Um, You've had a really interesting journey as a female entrepreneur and a business owner. Can you tell us a bit about um, Hairweavon to start and why, how it, how it all began? So Hairweavon started um, initially from a personal interest that I had in in wigs, hair pieces, alternative hair solution. Um, and really this came from my own African background. Um, uh, for black women, hair is quite a big deal, you know. Um, we wear hair from a very young age. Um, I often joke that I've been wearing braids and hair extensions from when I was in the womb, you know, <laughs> um, because we, we have issues with our own hair and kind of alternative hair and braiding hair is really part of our culture and our identity. So um, growing up in Ireland, um, I, I, I was born in Nigeria and then moved to Ireland when I was 14. Okay. Um, but I really struggled over the years to find hair brands that provided hair pieces and hair extensions that looked real, felt real, and that everyone would know you were wearing a hair piece. So those years of struggling to find the right brand and the right provider of this kind of necessity of a product for me led me to do more research into the hair industry. Um, because I knew over in the States there was more available to black women like me. Um, and I wanted to bring that solution to women like me here in Ireland. So mm-hmm. I started traveling um around the world to try and find source of good ethical hair um which took me to the temples in india and then several trips to china to find manufacturing partners to help me start my hair brand and what age were you when you started to think about you know starting a business around for hair i was 23 so you were very very young you were studying very young but i think at that age um i was fairly um risk happy I was um I really felt like one I felt like Ireland was a good country to start a business and I felt confident in having had my university degree having had some work experience and I really felt at that time so fearless um and I would often say to people when you feel that sense of fearlessness go with it because it doesn't it doesn't last forever um So I just said to myself, what's the worst that could happen? I have my degree. I have some experience. I'll get a job. I was just loving the research. I was loving what I was doing. I was, I really felt a buzz in me to deliver this new idea and this new solution to that woman like me in Ireland. That's amazing. And, um, you know, were you working already or had you, did you start it when you were in university? No, um, um, straight after college, I, 
I worked in a number of um, um, tech companies. I worked in a tech company as a project manager, and then I worked for Citibank um, in project management as well. And it was during my time in Citibank that I had this business idea and I started working on the idea. Initially, it was going to be like a side gig and, you know, kind of a hair extensions brand online. Um, but really, I got a new call-in um, through the process of starting that business and that was really from women experiencing hair loss after cancer diagnosis or women who had had long-term alopecia um, knocking on the door of my business and asking. They were having similar problems that I was having, but as a result of medical diagnosis. And um, they were asking if we could use our great raw material source of hair and manufacturing connections to make them wigs and hair pieces. Um, we had women telling us, I've had alopecia for 10 years and I've never found a hair brand like what you have here, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and daughters coming in and saying, my mom is starting chemo next week. Can you make a wig for her? Whatever wig she ordered from wherever place just didn't look right or doesn't feel real. And initially I was really scared because I didn't really know much about medical hair loss. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really felt a deep sense of uh, Colin and I felt that, you know, a responsibility has been bestowed on me to go out into the market and do more research and really bring back this solution for this group of women um, who, who really needed um, hair weave on. And I really felt it was an opportunity for me to serve. Well, wow, and I can imagine that it must be very emotional or very difficult, especially, I suppose, for women who are just starting to, um, and I guess men too, right, that have alopecia or they have a cancer diagnosis and they're going through chemo and they lose their hair. It, it's very emotional and uh, very yes. traumatic. We hear from so many of our clients, you know, from day one, many of the women that come to us tell us about the moment they got their diagnosis and several of them have repeated to us how they've said to the doctors, give me whatever chemo, give me whatever medication. I just don't want to lose my hair, you know, because hair is such a big part of our identity as women. Um, and um, it, it is so important for us to, you know, we, we want to be able to, women want to be able to deal with the medical um, situation. But for us at Hair Weave On, our job is to help them look after the hair side of things and kind of um, let them know that we've got their back when it comes to the hair situation and they can look after everything else because most women just want to get on with things but they don't want their neighbors to know what's going on or they don't want the whole world to know they you know maybe their immediate family but they still want to look like themselves they don't want a quick telltale sign that they're going through whatever it is you know yeah it's um and I mean at that time that was what 12 years ago you started right 12 years ago yeah. so there was nothing really give there was nothing on the market then that could kind of help there them. were brands on the market but you know uh back in the day wigs are not what they are now you know um you know so many women will come in and say I don't want to look like so and so <laughs> you know I don't want to name names and you know they had this fear that they they would look like 
it looks fake or something it looks fake yeah and what most of our clients and most women want is just to look like themselves they just yeah. they just want something that's going to resemble their own hair something that's going to look good feel good and that nobody would tell me you were wearing a wig or hair pieces and that was the same desire that I wanted mm. um as a young girl growing up in Ireland looking for hair plus solution products or you know alternative hair solution products and and so how did you so there was nothing like that they couldn't at the time 12 years ago when you started nothing kind of fitting that you know what they needed in the market how did you go about then saying okay I'm gonna find I'm gonna go and find the materials and make my own stuff and it became um, an e-commerce was, business, right? You had an yeah. Like I always wanted my business to be e-commerce from day one. Initially, as a lifestyle business, so I could kind of keep that going and a full-time job. But there came a point where I really felt like if I'm going to do this, I want to do this right and I want to mm. do this properly. Um, I think six months into kind of launching the business, I quit my full-time job to really give it my 100% uh, because I had this um, inner belief in myself and I had this I had this confidence in myself at the time that, again, what's the worst that could happen? Just go for it. And mm. I really felt like, all the resources that I was putting into my project, my business, really felt like school of e-commerce or school of business because having had my degree in science and, and some experience in the business world, I just don't think there's any um, degree out there that can give you the practical know-how of running a day-to-day business or really serving um, a community or um, and I really felt like that was my school of business and I, I, I just went I just just went first you know um, like the where I, I could tell that there was brands providing better quality products for women in our community when I say our community hair loss community say in the states so my vision was to bring those brands to the customers in Ireland. And if there were women like um, our customers in Ireland, I knew that there were hundreds of thousands of other women around Europe, around the world who were having the same issues that I was having or that our initial clients were having. So I really wanted to kind of serve the community through, you know, a really high end e-commerce offering. and. Um, so you you brought the brands, but you also mentioned that you went to India and China, and so you made your yeah. own brands as well, or you made yeah. your own products. So how did that work? How did that start? Yeah, so initially, I was all about wanting to kind of manufacture in our own range of products and all of that. And anyone who's in manufacturing knows how difficult that is. You know, um, often you don't know what you're getting until you get it. You know, you can put it all all the 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 processes in place to ensure but um you know it's just a different uh ball game manufacturing but i think as our e-commerce business grew and as we grew more relationships in our with some of our brand partners who have been manufacturing wigs for years and collaborating with them on better designs of wigs um there was less and less need for Hair Weave On as a brand to manufacture. Um, I was able to let the people who've been doing that for years um, to do what they're good at with the help of our kind of modern insight and design insight to then 
create better products for our customers. So really Hair Weave On is now kind of a marketplace for all goods relating to wigs and hair pieces. I often describe us as the Amazon of wigs or whatever kind of your e-commerce brand of wigs. So all the top brands that sell or make wigs and hair pieces um, in our niche um, in our niche um, industry sell through our website. They, they might sell through other websites, but we definitely have, um, there is a unique way and you know the optimal e-commerce way in which we serve our community that keeps us, you know, you know, very on top of our game. Yeah. And you ship to 42 countries now, right? Around the world. Yeah, 42 countries. So like, you know, this didn't happen overnight, no. you know. Um, you know, I remember some 12 years ago when you first first get your first order online, you're like, you know, <laughs> and like I I remember times when we get a new order from a new country that we've never had before and the buzz in the office and you know just it's knowing that you know knowing that through this virtual means I'm reaching that woman and I'm and my business or my team are given women in so many countries not only the solution of the hair you know hair product but also a virtual hug because from the moment the women um get in touch with us you know, this is such a personal uh, thing for them. Mm. And often what they pay us for is more than the hair. It's often the fast communication. It's the ease of communicating with us. It's the fact that we're experts in our niche field. It's the fact that we are kind. It's the fact that we genuinely care. It's the mm. fact that it's not just about selling to her. It's about helping her achieve the look and feel that she's looking for. Um and to know that our business um, with the help of my amazing team um, are there to give that woman so far away in whatever country she is, a virtual hug and a, I've got your back, you know, for me, that's, that's business. And I think that's my greatest um, achievement is to be able to do that on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine they really need, you know, the support means everything. Like I, I think I we were speaking before um and i was saying that I, after covid i had you know hair falling out like in chunks a couple of months after mm -hmm. it and then it stopped but even that was a small you know experience not compared to alopecia and i was like traumatized like getting out of the shower and like big chunks of hair coming out um so it's i, I can imagine that when that at the beginning when you find out if you're losing your hair or if you're going through chemo you just panic right and you just want mm -hmm. to find someone to help you find a solution so that you still feel like yourself you know and look like yourself absolutely and that's and that's what we try to do on a day-to-day -day basis in our business and in everything that we do is all about serving um um i see us as a business with a real purpose you know with a real like mm. our team can see how they're impacting people's life on a day-to-day -day basis you know you mm. can really see the end result of that smile of that email back from that person um um and going going out of our way to just get people sorted and just you know there's a lot of anxiety that goes with um hair loss and often people are so frantic and they're so scared you know and it's just calming them down and and 
even from the first moment that they approach us, they know that they're in the right place, mm. you know? okay I feel a bit better now I think it's going to be okay you know when I hear that from when we hear that from a client we know we're doing a good job even from the initial um you know going on our website or going on our social just to reassure them without even having spoken to them you know that's all the work that we do in the background to really help our customers on a day-to-day basis yeah and I've seen I mean the website has some amazing amazing products on there that you know they're just fabulous like they look incredible um even I was like I I want that one (laughs) you know so some of them are are gorgeous um so like it's it's been a 12-year journey you know you a founder of an e-commerce and almost like community offer it creating a community space for people with with um in the hair loss community uh in those 12 years you must have obviously had a lot of challenges that you've overcome can you share some that come to mind and how you overcame them um in terms of challenges there's been many there's been times when i like i've gone months and i've just been buzzing oh we're going to do this we're going to do that and i've had a bad day and i'm telling my husband how can i get out of this this you know <laughs> you know um and then the next day i'm like let's go you know um what i do love about my business is that there's always room to keep progressing to keep innovation especially in the e-commerce space, space we really want to be the best um like I've kind of become an e-commerce nerd and a hair loss solutions expert, kind of, you know, it's kind of two kind combinations. of ends. But um, doing both right, it's all about serving the community and the customers. Um, yeah, plenty of challenges. Um, um, one is that, you know, I've always tried to grow the business on a shoestring. You know, we didn't have a big marketing budget. We didn't have a big investor to start. You know, we really started from the ground. I started with my own savings, you know. I, you know, just plowed back money into the business. Even when we made our first 50 euro, 500 euro, I wasn't so quick to put it in my pocket. I, you know, I I knew that... I knew that I wanted to develop something greater than just a wig shop I knew that we could really become a brand an internationally recognized brand serving women in so many countries so yeah but at the same time just the investment wasn't there in the early days so um you know so like and I was you know initially you're kind of fearless going in to start your own business but the fear creeps in slowly because as a mom as as a woman as you know, life just takes over and you start to get a bit scared and you don't mm-hmm. take the level of risk that maybe I did when I was 23. Um, but how I've overcome those fears and those kind of financial restraints is really, I've always had a mentor from day one and my current mentor who have been working with now for seven or something years, he's really been that person who's given me the pat on the back to say, not so much go off and do this because I'm actually quite self motivated Mm -hmm. I when things need to to be done I just get them done Mm -hmm. I don't need to be told I don't need to be accountable necessarily to somebody but I do like you know being accountable to my mentor but for my mentor to give me the pattern back oh you're actually doing a great job because often our partners and our families are great but sometimes they just don't know what it takes on a day-to-day basis to survive Mm -hmm. and to keep a business and a team going 
and to have a mentor saying, I see you, I recognize what you're doing and you're doing a great job. And you know what? The numbers speak for themselves. You know, the customers are there. Go and borrow that money. Don't be mm. afraid. And you know, when men need 10 grand, they ask for 20. But when we need 10 grand as women, we ask for five. five. So um, it's having people like that who've really cheered me on and just kind of spurred me on um, at moments where I kind of felt a little bit kind of risk afraid, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really been a great help for me that kind of constant mentoring um and you've had that mentor just generally care he's been your mentor for the last seven years like the whole way correct through. yeah and what I mean what was the best advice that you think you've ever received even maybe it was from a mentor or, or from you know a, a teacher or a family member but is, are there any pieces of kind of pearls of wisdom that always stick in your head that that really helped guide your you know your success in life a counsellor once said to me, um, just keep doing the work on yourself because doing the work yourself, developing that emotional intelligence will help you be successful in your personal life and your professional life. And it is true because people want to do business with people they like and people that really understand or try to understand and have the empathy. Mm. Um, so I think the more over the years I've really worked on myself, my own um do you mean like your well-being my own inner self my own you could call it spiritual self mm -hmm. actually the more I've become successful in many parts of life because more than anything connecting with people and serving people and serving women that's like I, I was never a hairdresser you know and um, so like my this whole journey and this whole organization called hair weave on didn't come from you know like a trade that I was in or anything like that but it was because I genuinely wanted to help and mm. I saw an opportunity to serve and I feel so blessed that uh, at the age at such a young age I found my purpose so I don't yeah. have to spend my 30s or my 40s still trying to find that. There's nothing wrong with that. But no. I feel so grateful that I was able to find my purpose and get stuck into something that was really making a real difference in people's lives. But yet at the same time, serving the community, but yet being able to put a business hat on and say, if I really want to keep serving so many women in so many countries and keep doing what I want to do, better put the, the business hat on because... In the early days, I would have just given it all away. I would never want to see anyone go without. But it's constantly jogging those two sides of you, you know, mm -hmm. the human, the business, you know, mm -hmm. and finding the balance. Um, and yeah, and just constantly working on myself as a person that I know that whatever I do or that I've done from day one, I've done with in integrity. So for me, having the peace of mind to know that, I'm doing something worthwhile. I'm doing something impactful. Selfishly, I'm fulfilling my own personal purpose um, in life as a woman, as a mom, as a as an entrepreneur, as a you know, as a professional woman. Mm -hmm. You know, that that for me is is the joy. You know, yeah, I mean, that's really uh, that's quite an insight. Just that whole that you're saying that the more you worked on yourself as a to be a the best version of yourself or a better person that you became more successful and what is that yeah, I agree because connecting with people is is 
is the best thing anyone can do for themselves and connecting genuinely with people from all different Mm -hmm. cultures, from all different um, age groups. You know, one of my very good friends, a 96 year old neighbor of mine who I spend a lot of time with, you know, and she's very grateful that I call into her, but I'm so grateful that she gives me her time, you know? Um, So learning from old and young and, you know, spending my time genuinely connecting with people I'm talking about things that really matter mm-hmm. that's you can't underestimate the value of that on your mm-hmm. overall life professionally and and personally yeah that's I completely agree with you especially about speaking to you know people in their 80s and 90s like it's it's a privilege like to get there to have to, to spend time with them um Absolutely. and make connections with them and you know get them to share their 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 thoughts and their experiences I love that too Mm. um and in that vein I mean you're still so young uh and you have two kids right you have two daughters yes um what do you know now that you wish you'd known when you started uh um like being a woman being young being black yeah those are things that have come against me um in the past you know I've been in professional environments where people have tried to push me down and push me out just because of those things or knock the confidence out of her who does she think she is you know starting a business but you know what it's it's when people underestimate you you know that's not such a bad thing because you know I don't I I've I try to get away from trying to spend my life proving myself to them. However, there is there is an aspect of that that kind of just push you that extra hard to you know what I'm going to show you. <laughs> but um, but if if there was something that I wish that I knew sooner was not to let them take my power and not to let them um, you know, take my joy. You know, because mm. there were there were times you know that you know people in your life will try to pull you down and um and when you're doing something out of the ordinary because starting a business and growing a business that's whatever figures and employ so many people and ship into so many countries mm-hmm. you know that's that's kind of out of the ordinary type of not everyone does if everyone could start their own business and grow and scale a business like we'll all be doing it mm-hmm. so when often when people see that you have that potential to just you know rather than share you on and want to see you succeed sometimes they just they want to know, take you down yeah they want to take you down and if i over the years working on myself i've learned to take my own power back and not to waste my energy um, and my spirit on that kind of energy however you know I wish I'd known that earlier I wish mm-hmm. you know I had started that work much mm-hmm. sooner but mm-hmm. never too late I know now and you know my space you know I'm living my best life personally mm-hmm. professionally I'm not letting anyone come in and you know and disturb their stuff on me and around me you know Mm. I'm just not going to have that but that comes with years of doing the work of of um 
of work, you know, just mm. years of it. Well, hopefully, I mean, someone might listen to this and might be able to learn from your experience as well. Just like not yeah. letting, especially like you're saying, someone who's like a self-starter and innovative. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, a lot of those people do, you're sort of like putting your head above the, the pulpit, right? Mm-hmm. So you people want to um, sort of take you down. So it's a really, that's a really good lesson to learn early. Sometimes our role as leaders or as whatever it is we do in our lives is to educate others you know and sometimes it's like I don't want to teach anyone anything can they not just figure out that this is not right you know but when you look back you know that part of that sad journey is being to teach people what they didn't know um so if there's any kind of bittersweet at the back of that is knowing that you know you're you're teaching people that people come in all colors all shapes all sizes and our potential you know is it is defined by us by your sight yeah yeah you only you know what you can really achieve you shouldn't ever listen to someone else tell you what they think you can and can't achieve if you know in your heart right that you like you had that vision for your business and you wanted like you said to create that community and you've you've done that and now it's booming and all over the world even here in the middle east right people are are buying hair weave on products um and you're helping people here and what was what was the most um important piece of advice that you think you ever received um i would say it was just to keep showing up you know having that belief in myself and keep showing up for my business every day like there was times in the business where there was no sales coming in. Like as an e-commerce business now, we sell every day, even on Sunday. Shop never sleeps. The kind mm. that's kind of like the downside of it. There's never, you know, you know, shop yeah. never sleeps. But in the early days, there was days we're just like, there's no orders. You don't think, you know, it's not, you know. But I just kept building and kept showing up, you know. Um, and even when the sales weren't there, I always had little projects that I was working on. And with the likes of e-commerce, if you want to be at the top of your game and offering your products on an e-commerce platform, there are certain gold standards that customers expect now um, in e-commerce experience when they shop with you. And customers are not so forgiven anymore because they're so used to expect this level of standard when they're shopping online or their online experience. So even on the, the over the times when business wasn't so busy, I was constantly working on all these little projects, be it personalization on our website, a good email marketing platform, you know, the actual look and feel of the web. There was always something. And even now there's still like, it's not because we are successful at this moment in time doesn't mean that's going to continue. We have to continue to innovate and be in the top of our game in the way we offer our products and the type of products that we offer our products. Because the customer today is now so over-informed, you know, often customers come to us and they have watched every YouTube video out there. They've gone to every website out there. So often they're kind of educating you, you know, because they've read all oh, their research, you, have to, you know, re-educate them in what is actually being the experts what is what and what isn't but um because the customer is so educated we really have to constantly be at the top of our game um for the customer's benefit you know mm-hmm. it's constantly about serving you know and um, i'm so grateful that i'm in a business that 
allows us to actually genuinely serve, you know, um, and it's not necessarily about the cash coming in the till. It's really about really we're serving a real need, you know. Yeah, that's it's funny because I sometimes I ask people like how important they think purpose is to the success of an organization. But you can really see with her, we've on that it's, you know, everything like it's about it's just about serving and, and helping women that are going through, you know, like those conditions, the hair loss conditions, alopecia. Maybe the older I've gotten, the more the feminist side of me keeps coming out. And like, <laughs> like what really is my purpose is serving women, is mm. doing whatever I can in my capacity, with my niche offering, with my my niche business to serve women, because mm. it is damn hard being a girl, you know? <laughs> And I think whatever we can do for each other to lift each other up and help each other. And I just feel so blessed that I am serving women. I'm serving a community of women. I'm ready and here for them. My businesses, if and when they need us. For me, that's success. That's amazing. That's, so that's what success means to you. Because that's what I was, one of my questions was, what what does success mean to you now? Now that you've achieved you're, I mean, if you look back when you were 23, you would have probably never imagined that because you didn't have a roadmap, right? It just was, mm. it started off and you kind of fo- just followed your heart and went for it. I always love to know what people define as success in at their this point in their life. I mean, you, you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur. Like that's my professional success. Um, for me personally, success is probably to have peace in my life to know that everything I do as a human, as a professional woman is with integrity. So that I have peace knowing that what I've done for 12 years has always been for the goodness of the other person. So for me, that that gives me success. And just to have the freedom and the autonomy to govern my day, you know, I can travel with my family if I want and still keep my business going, Mm. I can, you know, as I said, I'm self-motivated, so it doesn't mean that I can decide to take a day off when I want. Generally speaking, I actually don't really take days off. I, I'm somehow, I'm on all the time, mm-hmm. but I've found a way to kind of balance that out. But I have the freedom and autonomy to govern my day. I don't have to be at a desk in an office wherever at nine, you know, I, you know, but I've, I've walked hard to achieve that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't think that should just be the case for, you know, you have to walk your way to that. And I have done. So in my personal life, I have freedom. I have autonomy. I have peace of mind. I have, I have what I need. Um, So it's just the next step is to continue to give back and, and help other women and girls, you know, people of color, just mm. girls or women mm-hmm. be the best that they can be and you know if they have a vision to start their own business you know try and encourage others the way I was encouraged mm-hmm. and do you have any regrets Ooh, um okay if I really think hard I would say that it was probably that I grew up very quickly okay um, I didn't um because I'm an immigrant. I'm a first generation immigrant in Ireland. Um, I didn't get free university education. I, I just had the jobs. Just to give some context on that, there weren't, were there many, 
there weren't that many immigrants, right, at that time going when up. When I was in school in when I grew when I was growing up in Ireland and I started school in in Drogheda in 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 County Loud in, here in Ireland, there was two black girls in my school and I was one of them. Um, so it was very much the infancy of mm. kind of immigrants coming to Ireland. So um but with that came with huge responsibility from a very young age. But, you know, to do well, to strive to be successful. Mm-hmm. But success was just just not to be reliant on anybody or any government or whatever. So that was kind of embedded in me from a very young age. So, like, my first job was at 14, working in a takeaway chip shop, you know, Um uh, but you know what? It's funny because everything that I learned from that very first job to the most recent job that I've done has prepared me for today. Mm. You know, they're looking after people, talk, chatting to people at the till and, you know, just, you know, all Lifting. of those skills, they they have helped me in my business. When I look back, even the the jobs that I disliked the most, they still taught me something. Even the jobs where people treated me so badly and I walked out of a job because I was just, you know, discriminated against or treated. That has taught me so much because I know how to treat people. I know mm-hmm. how to treat my team. I know how to get the best out of them because I've had those negative experiences. So, yeah, I definitely I grew up quick, so I probably didn't have the carefree youth, you know, the college life of going out every Thursday night or whatever nights of the week. So but these formed this discipline and the focus that I have now and the the longevity to to kept my business going through those difficult times. It's that discipline that I had from very young age that really helped me, that gave me the stamina to keep to keep keep going. going. So I wouldn't take it back. I often joke with my husband, oh, my midlife crisis is going to be major, you know. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know. We're driving around. in a way, you know, but I'm also disciplined, you know. So it's all about the balance, you know. You know, I've had my babies. I have a successful business. You know, I can I can walk as hard as I want on a day to week to week or as as take it easy if, if I feel like I need to. I have that luxury of that now. Um, so, you know, I'm making up for those times when I worked really hard. You know, we take yeah. a lot of trips, you know, you know, we, we try and experience things together as family. So I make up for those times in other ways yeah I mean now you've you've been like you said you've been working so hard your whole life you can you can afford to kind of enjoy your life a bit more whereas most people in their 30s and 40s are like that's when they're really you know grinding not that you're not grinding but you know what I'm Mm -hmm. what I'm saying um so you worked so hard as a teenager all the way up that it's like you said you want to mitigate that massive midlife crisis (laughs) you don't want to be like couple of years ago my news resolution was to watch more tv because i just hadn't seen anything really i wasn't watching any shows i you know uh, that was that was like when i said that to my husband really watch more tv but he kind of got it because you know to sit down and just for for a long time to sit down and just relax and not doing anything kind of made me uncomfortable i was like i should you know be doing something i'm getting much better at that now you know and i enjoy you know lighting my candle and putting my show on or whatever it is and meeting friends and really connecting with people that really i care about and really matter 
and having you know important conversations and you know traveling and you know being there for my girls when they come home from school every day that is mm. success you know um you know and but yet still be a mom who started and grew you know a very successful business but that she was there as well you know so um and carving out time for myself and mm. making sure I'm good you know my non-negotiables are like my my fitness my you know my own well-being you know I don't play around with that I start my day with that because mm -hmm. I'm important too so let's look after me first before we look after the world for the rest mm -hmm. of the day and once I've done that for me I kind of feel good the rest of the day and I know that you know I can serve and I can be of service but mm -hmm. you know I've actually I've looked after myself too and so um yeah, so that's that's that's, that's kind so, of the balance. That's so important because you can't fill anyone else's cup if you haven't filled your own cup. You have to take care of yourself first, for sure. Um, especially when you're running a business like that and you've got a family. Um, and what do you think, Yinka, that you're most proud of? I mean, obviously you've done, you've achieved some incredible things in your life. But what what sticks out as the thing that that you're most proud of? I think it's that I'm a well-rounded person. Like I'm not just a business owner. Like I'm, I'm a girl first. I'm a woman, and um, you know, I'm a successful business person whilst not compromising on my well-being. Um, that I run a successful business, but investing in relationships that are important to me is still at the core of what I do and spending time with the people that matter to me. It's just being a well-rounded person who is not just business person, mm -hmm. who's just not mom. I think as women, we always have an opportunity to reinvent ourselves, whatever stage we're at and being a professional whatever is great but there's more to life than that and um we can't all have it all that's not mm. what I'm saying but to try and get balanced that we we get we get joy out of life as well as being all those other things which are usually being mom or being wife or being something to somebody else but who are you for you you know and for me that's what I'm proud of that that I feel well-rounded. I feel like I'm you're like I'm super making balanced. a conscious effort to balance everything and to look after me as well as be all of those things. Yeah, I, you really come across. I mean, you really come across like with somebody who's really super like strong, met like mentally, physically. You know, you really like healthy sort of energy coming like it's it's really amazing like I'm uh, I think in the that, that 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 has come from years of, of yeah having it both ways you know mm -hmm. um I've I, I've nearly had to almost be knocked down to really pull myself back up and discover the strength in me as well you know and mm -hmm. um, you know like life has happened you know but um, it's funny, like crazy things could happen and devastating things could happen. And if you've done the walk up to now, yes, this is really bad, but you know, you're like, what can we do? You know, I can't control this, that and the other, but what can I actually, what can I do? What can I control? What can, you know, 
So, and then there's times when little things can really hit you bad, you know? So it's um, it's to be able to do the walk up to that moment so that you have the toolbox to kind of deep in and go, okay, all right, mm-hmm. let's let's be realistic here. What 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 is this my stuff or is it their stuff? You know, um, and constantly protecting oneself and putting those healthy barriers up. You know, when they need to be up, um, and putting myself on the table to serve, but also know when I need to fill my cup, as you say. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important because as women, we just we can give, give, give. And then we're just so empty then, you know. I know, yeah, that's so we true. don't know who we are then at a certain stage going, you know. That is so true. That is so and we kind of have to be selfish sometimes to discover who that person is and constantly rediscovering our new self and and just be a little bit selfish <laughs> to discover. Just take care of ourselves first. <laughs> that, and like you said about putting up the boundaries and all of that, that's so important. Um and, and because like, you know, as women and, and, you know, obviously then there's like you mentioned before about being black and that's even you're you have to work harder. You've less room for margin. You know, people aren't as forgiving as they would be to, you know, mm-hmm. like a white guy or a white, even a white woman, whatever. Um, It's so it's you have like that you mentioning like dig drawing deeper just to find your strength right to deal with those situations but all those things that kind of made me different in whatever environments I found myself in be it black be it being the female be it the Mm. young one whatever young one too yeah they're all things that some people have actually I've also seen it as a reason to cheer me on and see me do well but then there's the other side of the coin where some people will try to bring you down but actually, at the end of the day, I can't control the people that are going to encourage me or discourage discourage me. It's really what I do and how I let the world impact me. Yes. That matters. I can only control me. So mm-hmm. in order to be successful in whatever it is I'm doing, it's important that I just keep walking on me and building myself up. Mm-hmm. Because whatever we get from people are from life is a bonus you know mm-hmm. like we can only 100% rely on ourselves and mm-hmm. keep showing up and doing the best that we can and kind of believe and trust in our own self and if people come along with us great you know mm-hmm. no, that you're I couldn't agree more and that's uh that's a really I think the most probably powerful lesson I think you can ever learn in life. But um, is there are there any like movies or books that have really got helped impact your life or guided you or you felt like you changed after you saw, you read them or you saw them? Um, not so much movies or books, but I would say I probably grew up in a generation of watching. Um, Oprah Winfrey I love I would have watched her show at an early age and I learned so much from that and now I probably listen to her podcast Super Soul Conversations probably three times a week and it just helps me bring together like I find that I her podcast brings people who may I don't have like I'm not a big reader but I get a snippet of books that really matter and Mm. you know 
in this world or, or conversations that really matter and what haven't or uh, helping me delve in and discover my own spiritual or human self. So, um, so that's definitely one piece of content out there that I would highly rate. And I know that it's really benefits me and I know that it's good content. Um, Again, I try to protect myself so I'm not like like it's nice to watch stuff like that's just like you know the, like the, the brain dead stuff stuff that's yes, below yeah stuff, but at the same time we often have to be kind of the watcher of our own selves as well so that we don't get triggered by just stuff that we don't need or let the fear come in from other unnecessary um content so uh but you know, Oprah Winfrey's um, Super Soul Conversation podcast is something that I really enjoy and I listen to all the time. And um, the kind of audiences that she has on, um, it just resonates with me and it just helps me develop as a person. But I that's I, I also am a big fan of Super Soul uh, podcast and Oprah Winfrey. Um, she's just incredible so that's a that's a great representation is also really important so having seen someone like her from a very young age doing it as a woman Mm. as black you know um subconsciously does something for sure for you as well um and like and i suppose kind of for me to be able to hopefully somebody else see themselves in me you know if yeah. she can do it i can do it you know it just you know it's uh this is how we impact each other you know, yeah. without, you know um this is how we impact just by being the leader of our own little show whatever your show is you know yeah. and you're leading that you know you yeah. have an opportunity to impact positively and uh, inspire others and yeah and put something good in the world yeah that's yeah I mean obviously Oprah is on just another level like what she's done with her her I mean it's it's just uh like extraordinary but I can you know even I think like you said she's a role model for so many people um and she helps so many people even just kind of the, the content that she shares and then giving people access to people that they would probably yeah. might never have had access to knowing having that knowledge and um it's so powerful it's like yeah and that's great and like all of that stuff is brilliant but I just do love about that she is still just a girl just yeah. a woman. sometimes yeah. if we just go back to the basic and just remember that and yeah. see ourselves any girl any woman see yourself you know for you know that's that's something too you know just to remind us how powerful we are as female and as women you know yeah that's beautiful Yinka that's such a good message I just want to thank you so much for your time today it's been absolutely like honestly such a pleasure to to hear your story it was my pleasure honestly thank you and I hope that people here in the region as well get to I know you have a lot of customers here but um I think it's uh, it's great that people know about the products and that they had they can you know order them here too in the Middle East and go on to hairweavon.com and check it out and um, just want to thank you Yinka thanks so much for your time today you're welcome I'm delighted to have been able to do it thanks